How many of you, by a show of hands, have heard the phrase, they have stars in their eyes? How many of you have heard this phrase? Okay, most of you have heard this phrase. It's a phrase that speaks about people who are obsessed with celebrities. And there is a place here in Southern California that literally embodies that understanding. And that is here. The Walk of Fame. How many of you walked the Walk of Fame in Hollywood before? If you haven't, I encourage you to go up there. It's, it's interesting, it's fun, and it's really interesting to people walk. Now, on this Walk of Fame, depending on what direction you go into, eventually you may find yourself standing in front of Guitar City in Hollywood, and you will find their walk, Rock Walk of Fame, where they are commemorating a lot of famous musicians playing in rock and roll. And if you go inside, you will find a plaque dedicated to this man, Randy Rhodes. Now I'm curious, again by a show of hands, how many of you actually heard of Randy Rhodes? See, very few of you, which I figured was the case, and so what I want to do is I want to show you a very brief, musical clip that I think might make you realize that you knew this guy all along and just didn't know who it was. Jenny, can we cue that up? What's the name of the song? Crazy Train. Who's the singer on the song? Ozzy Osbourne. The guy who is the guitarist is Randy Rhodes. And you can see his big 80s hair there. Randy Rhodes, which you probably don't realize, actually wrote that song. The music and the lyrics to it, and he also played along. Randy Rhodes was the lead guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne for his first two albums post-Black Sabbath days, for those of you who are rock and roll historians or nerds, um, Randy Rhodes. Now, the reason why I want to talk about Randy Rhodes is that he and, I, he and I have an interesting connection. You see, Randy was a member of First Lutheran Church in Burbank, where I worked for 10 years. But I actually never knew Randy Rhodes. Because 15 years before I got to Burbank, in the spring of 1982, Randy Rhodes was on tour with Ozzy in Florida, and he died in a very tragic, very sad plane accident. But I did get the chance and the opportunity to meet Randy's mom, Dolores. And there you can see her. She's with Ozzy. That's actually when they were commemorating his plaque at the Rock Walk of Fame. And Dolores... She's a member of First Lutheran Church for many, many years, a church where Randy grew up. Dolores is still actually a member there of the church, and she was in charge of Randy's estate, and so she actually gave some of the money of Randy's estate to the church in order to build a patio. And if you were to go to First Lutheran Burbank today, you would find this plaque, memorial plaque on the patio there at First Lutheran. Now, what's interesting about this plaque is that during my time there, I had some very, very interesting conversations with people, visitors to the church, because they would come into the patio and they'd look at that and they would say, 
Randy Rhodes. Is that the Randy Rhodes, the guy who was the lead guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne? And I said, yeah, First Lutheran Church, this was his church, this is where he grew up. And they would just be like starstruck. And then I would say to him, by the way, his mom goes to church here, do you want to meet her? Uh, yeah, I totally want to meet her, kind of a thing. And for them, it was kind of like actually meeting Randy by meeting her mom. Now, when people are starstruck, when they have stars in their eyes, they tend to follow where that star leads. And Dolores one time told me that on the anniversary of Randy's death, people from all over the world, all over the world, come and descend there in the cemetery in San Bernardino, where he's at, and pay tribute and honor to him. Now I want to go back in time, and I want to go back about 2,000 years. And I want to talk to you about some other men who were starstruck, because they were stargazers. They were ancient astronomers. They're sometimes referred to as magi. Most popularly, they're known as wise men. We think they were from Persia, and they were referred to as wise men because it was their job to study the stars, the heavens above them, the literal stars, because they believed that the stars told a story. They believed that the stars told a story, and if they understood that story well, they could see the fulfilling of that story happening in the world around them. And so there was a group of wise men studying these stars, and they found that there was a star that spoke about a special birth that was to occur in Israel. The birth of a king. And so this group of wise men decided that they would travel from their home in Persia to Israel. And so they made the arduous journey across the desert sands, across the blistering heat, all the way to Israel. And when you come to Israel and you're looking for a king, where do you go? You find the palace. And the palace is found in the capital city, Jerusalem. And so that's where these wise men made their way, was to Jerusalem. And when they made their way there, they found the ruler, Herod, and they asked and they inquired of him, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we've seen his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. Now, Herod didn't really like that, because Herod was a king. He believed he was the king of the Jews, even though he was not a Jew. But he was curious, and so he played along, and so he gathered his own Jewish scribes, and he asked them, hey, these wise men have come, and they're looking for this king of the Jews. Can you tell me more about this? And they said, yes. In the ancient scriptures, it's foretold that one is coming who is to be born a divine king, and he is to be born in a place called Bethlehem. And so Herod went and shared this information with the wise men, and they decided to make their journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. Now, to understand that Bethlehem is actually the exact opposite of Jerusalem, where Jerusalem was this hustle and bustle, this metropolitan, the, the L.A. of its time, Bethlehem was the exact opposite. It was out of the way. It was a small, dirty little town. Very strange place. Very strange birthplace 
for a divine king. And so those wise men followed that star to that place. And they found this home, this very simple home filled with very simple folk where this baby king was at. And they brought to him royal gifts fit for a king, gold, expensive perfumes, exotic spices. They came to pay honor and tribute and to worship him. When people follow Randy's star, it actually leads to death. It's a reminder that death is actually the great equalizer of us all. It's no respecter of position or title, of fortune or fame. All are the same in its grave embrace. When we follow the star of Bethlehem, it leads us to Jesus, who we can say is the literal true star of Bethlehem. Yet to follow this star also means to follow him to the grave. His is a crib to cross, womb to tomb story. Jesus was literally born to die, to die for us. In being born, Jesus, the God-man, became like Randy. He became like me. He became like you. And in his death, he also became like us. You see, as sobering as it is, you and I, too, were born to die. And that wasn't a part of God's original plan. Rather, it became a consequence for all of humanity, for all of us, that we have to pay. A payment for the injustice that we do a payment for our disobedience, a payment for the evil we do, for the evil that we are. And yet God did not want to leave us in that grave estate. And so in his mercy and love, he sent Jesus, who became that disobedience, who became that injustice, who became that evil for us on the cross. Taking our death sentence for us. And the journey with Jesus actually leads to a tomb. But when we get there, we find that the tomb is empty. You see, death did not have its final say on his life. He burst forth from its grave embrace. And because of Jesus, death does not have to have the final say in our lives. We don't have to wonder or worry about the grave. We don't have to question whether that's it for us. For you see, Jesus gives us an immortality that begins now and continues in the life beyond. You know, there's a saying that you'll see around this time of year on bumper stickers or you might see it on placards in front yards of people's homes. And it's a saying, wise men still seek him. Randy was a wise man. And it wasn't because he was a talented musician, guitarist, lyricist. It's simply because 
He was a believer in Jesus. And that's not something that you will really find on blogs or fan sites regarding him. You see, the best testimony for Randy's life isn't that he was the lead guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. The best testimony of Randy's life was that he had faith in the true star of Bethlehem. And you know what? May this be the same testimony said of our lives as well. Pray with me. Dearly Father, life right now indeed feels like a crazy train as we are dealing with finals and final papers and projects, as there are those who are even looking forward to going home, but at the same time those who might feel sorrow about going home for what awaits them there. Life indeed seems like a crazy train at times, and we know that in and through all this, the true meaning and purpose that is found in this life is found in the true star of Bethlehem, Jesus. Lord God, during this season, may you guide our eyes to that star again. May we wonder at his crib. May we be in awe at the cross. And we may be amazed at the empty tomb. Lord God, if any gift is to be given to us this season, please may it be the gift of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.